Minimalism is the movement that encourages you to live with less. Less stuff, less possessions, less clutter, and find more joy and more time to focus on what matters. So what is minimalish? It's the grace-filled way of doing the same thing. Sustainable, realistic minimalism that actually makes sense for your life. The Minimalish Podcast is here to help you make life lighter realistically. I'm your host, Desiree, and my passion is to help you create room for what matters to you by cutting the clutter and excess stuff in your home and your life. It's not just about decluttering and having a tidy home, but about how having less stuff will give you more time and more space to focus on creating the life you actually want to live. We'll talk about topics of minimalism, motherhood, simple, intentional living, and everything in between here on the show each week. Let's walk towards simple together. Hey friend, just popping in before this episode starts to let you know that this episode looks a little different than the more recent episodes of Minimalish. In the beginning, my husband and I started this podcast together as the Minimalist Family Podcast, and it's gone through a few changes along the way. I kept these episodes here because I still believe they are really foundational to explain the minimalism journey my family and I have been on, and they align with what my what Minimalish is all about. It's also pretty fun to have these early episodes on here where my husband and I are both sharing our thoughts on minimalism because, as his wife, his opinions and views on the topic are important to me. All right, that's enough explanation from me. Let's get to the episode. I hope you enjoy it. This is the Minimalist Family. Welcome to the Minimalist Family Podcast. Thanks for being here. We are Desiree and Nick, husband and wife hosts of this podcast, if you haven't been here before. Um, but if you have been here and been around for a few episodes, and you're enjoying it, we'd appreciate it so much if you left a review for us or a rating on iTunes. This helps others find our podcast, and we just wanted to take a minute to ask that favor at the beginning of the podcast today. So if you do that for us, we would be so grateful, Um, but let's dive in. Nick, what are we talking about today? We're talking about benefits for minimalism for kids today. Last week, we talked about the benefits for the parent side, and today we are going to go into talking about it on the kid side. And no, we do not have a kid. Well, we have Gemma. She's a toddler, though. So we don't have a grown child, but we are going to discuss today the reasons why we are choosing to live a minimalist lifestyle, and specifically the things that we believe will benefit and become a part of Gemma's life. And you want to talk a little bit more You want to add to that? Yeah, so we do know others that have kids that live a similar lifestyle or just in general live with less. And, you know, we've seen the benefits on their kids. But also for for us, we just, we kind of hope, these are the things we kind of hope for for Gemma. And some of these things we've already seen in her. You know, she is a toddler. She's one years old. She's moving around. She, You can tell she's you know, starting to think for herself a lot more now. And it's clear that um, some of these benefits that we're listing of of minimalism on kids um, are already present in her life. So something I mentioned last week when we talked about benefits of minimalism for parents is that we know people who, when we talk about minimalism, think that 
it's not a possibility for them because they have multiple kids and their kids have just so much stuff and how could they possibly you know live with less and have a decluttered home and we debunked that a little bit on last week's episode um, so if you if you're feeling that way just go to that episode um, listen to what we talked about there a little bit but we hope that this week really encourages you to work with your kids and get rid of a lot of their stuff if they have too much of it um, because we believe it will have huge benefits for them in the long term so not only is minimalism great for you but it's great for your kids um, so before we actually jump into our we're going to talk about five benefits this week for kids um, we always share something that we have learned over the week whether it relates to minimalism or not and that's because we both have an education background Nick's a teacher and um, we believe in the value of lifelong learning. Let's real quick jump into what we've learned this week. Nick, what did you learn this week? I'll try not to go off too much of a tangent with it, but yeah, so something I really learned this week was yesterday, something I thought and believed in, but it really became put into practice for us yesterday was trying to do a better job of shopping on a tighter budget. And when I say shopping, I'm talking about grocery shopping. Yesterday, Desiree and I went to Whole Foods to do our grocery shopping for the week. We don't typically go there, but we did have a gift card, and we wanted to make sure that we used only what was on the gift card. And for yesterday, it was $100, and that's a little less than what we typically spend in a given week for groceries. But we were able to do it well to buy the things that uh, we, we need for the week, and we were able to do it pretty quickly. you know, you think it would take more time adding things up, tracking it all, uh, making sure everything fits within that budget during your, your trip. But when we spent time doing it together, it definitely was not as burdensome as I thought it would be. It was a lot easier. And I know that you were using Dead's While We Were in the Store, a helpful tool and app that really helped us along. If you want, I'm not sure if you wanted to mention it or not. Yeah, so like Nick said, we had a gift card that was $100. And so that's just what we limited ourselves to. Obviously, Whole Foods is a little more expensive. So that's not the typical grocery budget I hope to stick to, but um, I found an app that was a grocery calculator called Total Plus. That's what the app is called. It's really simple to use, um, and I thought it was going to take forever to like add up every item, but it didn't. And yeah, like it was we, really easy. It was, and then we just substituted some things, and we made it work. Yeah, I think that's somewhat related to living a minimalist life is really being conscious and thoughtful of what you are buying. And thinking of the price and well that's just simply what I learned this week it was put into practice in our life yesterday yeah what'd you learn this week guys okay so what I learned this week is that moving around furniture or decor in your own home can be a solution versus buying new things so this week it kind of started with me looking for toy storage ideas for Gemma's room um, I was hoping to store more of her toys in her room rather than like in the living room, which we don't have a lot of toys for her. But um, I wanted them to just be more sorted out, organized. So I was like looking at, you know, your common toy storage. And then I realized that we have a shelf, like one of those Ikea cube shelves that would be perfect for her room. She actually has a smaller version of it in her room right now. Um, so I decided to just move those things around and it's working out nicely. I haven't really fully made the full transition with their toys, but um, it's it's kind of perfect, and we already had it in our own home. So, and then I did the same thing 
because it made me like have that light bulb moment that you can just you know switch things around through in your home and repurpose things and so for our fall decor this year I do like to decorate a little bit differently for different seasons and typically in the past I would go and buy like a whole batch of new things each time fall and Christmas came around because that's mostly what I decorate for um, but I decided to actually just switch out some pillows and blankets that were in our bedroom because they're cozier to our living room and then I just used the minimal amount of fall decor that we kept when we purged everything and bought a few little pumpkins and I think it looks great so that's just kind of a minimalist tip that I learned this week is that just repurpose things move things around in your own home furniture decor and it will make your home feel a little bit like you got something new even though you didn't all right so let's go ahead and get into the main topic of today's show the benefits of minimalism for kids so, um let's do you want to start off with the first one sure okay so the first one, I love this tip. It's not a tip. Is it a tip? No. What so are we calling these? These are benefits. Benefits. <laughs> benefits. Sorry, we're struggling the today. First, so benefit number one, more creative play with less stuff. Des, tell us more about it. So I actually think that you were the one who initially suggested this back in our old house huh. when you said <laughs> when you said um, that you noticed Gemma really liked an open area to play. And that's because we had like this random big open room. We didn't know what to do with in our old house. And she liked playing in that and room. That was her favorite room to play in. It and was. There wasn't really any toys in there either. Yeah. And now when we like, when we take her to the, into the living room or, you know, into a room in our house where she has more room to move, which our house is small, our rooms are small. So like when we move our furniture off to the side or we have a big ottoman, we move it off to the side. She just loves open space. Um, but we haven't actually seen the creative side of her play yet, but this is still the biggest benefit we've seen with Gemma, even as she has been a baby and now a toddler. Um, we see the focus in her play and her general happiness yeah, with playing. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Because when I see her with, with, say, a bin of toys, what does she do? She digs in there and she takes the toy and she tosses it literally over her shoulder. And then she does that with the rest of them. And I don't think she really plays with any of them after that. She just wants to throw them all out. She likes that. She likes doing that. Yeah. But she's not really focused on any specific toy or anything in that basket. Now, when it's just one thing out in the space with her, I like most of the time I see her playing with that, with that toy. Yeah, and she'll have more focus on that one thing. Um, and at this age, like we want her to, you know, learn to use her focus. Though it's a very short amount of time that she's able to be focused. Um, so, anyways, I think that this will translate as she gets older and. As and for kids in general, like if they have less toys, they're going to be forced to be more creative. And kids are just innately creative, so I don't think this is hard for them. Like, this is it's hard for them to be creative when they're surrounded by so many toys that like don't allow them to be creative. So, there are toys that obviously foster creativity, like art, art supplies, or um, you know, things for building, but. In general, like the typical plastic toys, you know, they don't really foster creativity. So having a ton of that in your house is, to me, it's just going to 
you know, um, it's going to hinder their creative, their natural creative ability. So that's just the first benefit that we think minimalism has for kids and that we believe that we already see in Gemma. What's our second benefit? Second benefit is less anxiety and more focus on what matters. So this is one that we, that we do hope to see in Gemma, that we do believe uh, it will help foster in her to be less anxious and more focused on what really matters. Um, but as teachers, you know, I have, I have a lot of students, and I know you have taught three years, Des. I currently have close to 500 students, and, you know, I, I see students that are really anxious. Uh, they're stressed, and they're not even that old yet. I teach elementary. Yeah, and for me, I had middle schoolers, and I saw, like, this, I feel like we are just raising an anxious culture of kids, and also, like, I feel like Nick and I, um, you know, we're in our late 20s. I feel like we kind of grew up in an anxious culture of children as well. So I don't think this is only a right now thing. I think this has been going on for a long time. And um, this reason actually came from a an article I read by Josh Becker, and I'm going to put that in the comments if you haven't checked him out you should so or not in the comments sorry in the show notes so check out our show notes to find his article but he I thought it was so great because he explained today's childhood as cluttered and chaotic and those were his words he says he says that we like put devices in front of kids or just give them a new thing all the time to keep them occupied because we're so busy and that makes kids anxious it's plus funny. it's like the, the parents are busy so then they make the kids busy yeah exactly and that's that's sad really i mean um that's not what we want for our kids and i'm sure that's not what you want for your kids either um and and also just there's a lot of pressure so to go along with that like as kids get older or even as they're younger there's so much pressure to be involved in everything so Regardless, we're raising like a culture of anxious kids. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons that go into why there's anxiety and stress yeah. you know, in our youth today. But I think definitely the amount of clutter, the amount of things in one's home and the, what you grow up, the environment you grow up in definitely contributes to it. Yeah. And so as we've adopted minimalism as a family, we have seen that both of our anxieties have dropped significantly. Um, and I think that with Gemma, that's just what we hope for her. And I think that it's the same way with kids. If you're living in a cluttered environment, you are going to be more anxious. Your kids are going to be more anxious. So we want to create an environment, you know, that's more calming for her, an environment where she can be creative, where she can just like live comfortably and not be anxious all the time. So along the same lines, when we don't just push our kids aside and put new devices in front of them and new toys in front of them to occupy them, we teach them a focus on spending time together. So that is on us. Like we have to be able to make ourselves less busy and, you know, not count things as more important as being with our kids. And then we will teach them that, you know, people matter more than things. And that's where the focus on what matters comes in. So that's benefit two. Des, what is benefit three? So benefit number three is it teaches, minimalism teaches kids good habits. And that's like spending habits, living with less, and just general, like being more intentional when you're making purchases. Agreed. I think that I'm not even sure if we need to add much more to that. 
Yeah, and we hope that through minimalism, Gemma and any future kids we have will learn good habits when it comes to purchases. Um, it's, uh, I think, a skill that many of us don't even think to teach our kids. Um, and I think that we're just learning, you know, how to make better and more intentional purchases um, and be more intentional with the things we bring into our homes through becoming minimalist. So we just hope that Gemma learns the same thing. Hey there, I'm just cutting in real quick to tell you about a resource I created for you if you're wanting to get started with a minimalist lifestyle. It's a minimalist startup guide that will help you in taking the first steps to not only a minimalist home, but a minimalist life in general. I talk about places to start in your home with decluttering, seven quick decluttering projects you can take on while your kids are napping, and tips on simplifying your life, not just your stuff. This resource is geared towards women and moms, as much of my content is on my blog, simplejoyfulwell.com, but I believe it could help anyone wanting to get started with minimalism. Check it out in the show notes or at simplejoyfulwell.com slash minimalist startup. That's simplejoyfulwell.com slash minimalist startup. All right, back to the show. Benefit four, I think might be my favorite of the five. Benefit four, it will help encourage... uh, kids to spend more time outside and I say that because we just moved into a new neighborhood <clears throat> well it's not a new neighborhood it's new to us it's a pretty traditional old style neighborhood uh, it's great but when I go outside oftentimes I'm not really seeing or hearing kids around and I noticed this in the last area that we lived in as well down in Virginia and I remember growing up I was always outside I love to be outside I would always be up the street with my friends uh, playing Anything, street hockey, backyard football, running around at the park. I love to be outside. We go on adventures down through the woods to the uh, train tracks. I love to be outside. I know there's great benefit to being outside. And I think the amount of things, the amount of options that that are inside for a child to have or a kid to do, uh, there's tons. It's almost endless with, I mean, just... I mean, I also love video games growing up. I know you weren't really a fan, Des, but there's endless things to play for video games for whatever system it is, and that def- definitely keeps kids inside, and there's so much more. I don't know why I'm talking about video games, but... Yeah, but... I think, simply put, there's so many options now inside with, with the stuff that kids are provided that it definitely takes that draw of going outside and enjoying um, everything that comes with being out there. Yeah, and we can see as she loves being outside. So that's just like, that's just her natural way is to love being outside. And we want this to continue. We don't want to hinder that by giving her things that are like way more exciting to do inside. Um, And we hope that as she gets older, she takes her creativity outside. And, um, you know, Nick, you are totally a promoter of movement. And when you're outside, you're most likely going to be more prone to movement rather than being sedentary all the time inside. Definitely. Did I mention that I love to move? <laughs> yeah. <So laughs> I'm, a, I'm a PE teacher. I move all day. I think I should try to move less. <laughs> Probably. Um, but it's it's just great that, like, I'm so happy that Nick has that in him because I will say when I was a kid, I loved being inside. That's all I wanted to do. So, um so speaking of being outside, our dog has just demanded from us a walk. So Nick is going to go ahead and take him for a walk. And I'm just going to wrap this up because 
Um, our dog was being really demanding during this episode, guys. And if you listen real close, I'm sure it doesn't even take that close of listening, you will hear background dog noises or background noises of us taking care of our dog and trying to get him to not be loud. So sorry about that. So we have one more, one last benefit um, of minimalism for kids. And actually, there's probably so many more. Um, We obviously like to keep this podcast short. We don't want it to be too long for you. So um, this is our last one. And this is really, I think this is a really good one because minimalism will make kids less entitled and appreciate what they have. So as teachers, we've seen a generation of kids that, you know, are sometimes entitled. And I think that we, again, grew up in this, in a generation that was also entitled. And I'm not saying that we are that way. I don't think that we are. But I think that, you know, millennials or Gen Y, um, you know, they, a lot of people will say that that's also an entitled generation. Um, and I think that comes from just like the amount of stuff that we can accumulate and that we just, the amount of like the volume of purchases we make when we want something, we just go out and get it. Like that's just been a lifestyle for so many people. And for kids, like if you're growing, if you are living that lifestyle and you're doing that for your kids, then obviously like they're going to feel like they should get what they want when they want it. Right. Um, obviously we don't want this for Gemma and for our future kids if we have more kids. And we believe minimalism and not getting our kids whatever they want when they want it is going to help them in not becoming this way. I know this can sound like a pretty negative thing to like call people or kids entitled, and we don't want it to sound like you know anyone that's not a minimalist is an entitled person. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying that you know to have to live a life of minimalism, live a li- live that lifestyle, and not um, you know not always just getting whatever you want when you want it, that's going to teach your kids that um, they shouldn't be feel entitled that that's what they should have. And also, it will help them appreciate what they do have. So that's kind of the positive. On a positive note, like, it's important to appreciate what you have. And whenever you're getting new things all the time, it's really hard to appreciate what you do have. Um, we have to realize that we live in a culture where we are, most of us, um, are very privileged and it's hard to appreciate the things that we have when we are so privileged that we just believe, like we look at what other people have and we believe, you know, they have more than us. So their life is better, that type of thing. That's like a common belief that we can have in a privileged society. Um, yeah, there's so many people in the world that have less than us. And I just hope that Gemma grows up knowing that and appreciating what she does have versus wanting something new all the time um, and believing that she is, you know, meant to have something new and supposed to get something new all the time. So that wraps up our benefits of minimalism. So we do have a quick listener question that I'm going to address with this episode, and it actually relates to the learning I shared. So someone asked me to share home decor tips, uh, and they said not even on the podcast, or, you know, maybe not on the podcast, but they would just like to know more about home decor as a minimalist. Um, But I think it fits perfectly on the podcast because as a minimalist, our home decor style has totally changed. Um, You know, just a few quick tips as a minimalist. I think think the main thing is that everyone has a different style, and you have to do – you have to – 
decorate your home the way that you like it. Um, you can look up minimalist home, and minimalism is actually a style of decor, and we don't really like the minimalism style of decor. Like, we don't want no nothing on our walls and, you know, big empty rooms. Like, that's just not our style. Not that it's not great. It's just not our style. Um, we do like white if we think it opens up rooms, so that's what you'll see if you walk into our house. But we have little things here and there that, you know, really show off our personality and what we love. But my biggest tip on this, and this is all I'm going to say because I do need to wrap this up, Gemma's also waking up from a nap right now, so this has been like the most challenging podcast to record so far. Um, my biggest tip is to take all the decor that you have in your home and look at it and cut it down by at least half, maybe by two-thirds, because oftentimes we accumulate so much decor and and when we buy something new, we don't even get rid of something that we already have. So it's like things just accumulate. Um, so getting rid of a half to two-thirds of the decor that you have will probably actually not feel that hard whenever you go and do it because there's probably things in your house that you just kept around because, you know, someone got it for you or you just didn't think to like purge or get rid of things whenever you got new decor last time. So that's my biggest tip. And it's amazing how much more open your house will feel whenever I decorate for the holidays. Like I said, um, I just, I've used what I already have. So use what we already have to decorate. Don't buy new things for the different seasons. Um, that you're decorating for. That's just another tip because oftentimes we get too much stuff again. Um, and we are, we don't even have like for us personally, we don't even have the surfaces to like put that home decor on. So buy home decor that will fit in your space and at least, um, get rid of half of what you already have. That's my biggest tip on that. Um, I'm not going to talk about like home decor styles or anything because everyone has their own style. All right, so that's all we have for today. Uh, I need to get Gemma from her nap, and um, like I said, Nick needed to take the dog on a walk. All these humans and animals that need our care um, when we're trying to record a podcast. How dare them? So anyways, um, we're going to go and practice what we preach and spend time with the people that matter. And we hope that you have a great week, and we will talk to you next time. This has been an episode of the Minimalist Family Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And if you're loving the podcast, leave us a review on iTunes. It will definitely help us get the word out and help other people discover our podcast. Even better, go ahead and share this with a friend that you know will love it too. We hope to see you back here next week.